Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I am here with Susie B. And I want to ask you, how many times have you tried to make progress, but your habits just got in the way, or it felt like you everything was too big and you couldn't figure out what to do next? You couldn't figure out where your next steps are. You felt stuck. You felt like you were moving two steps forward, one step back. Um, I'm guessing all of you have felt that way, and I certainly have as well. And so Susie B. is all things health habits, and happiness, and she's going to talk to us today about a pathway for progress. How are you, Susie? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you. Why don't you tell people a bit about why making progress is important to you? Yeah. So I love the human body. I've studied it since I was 12 years old, and it's absolutely the most fascinating thing in creation. I mean, people, the most brilliant minds have studied this thing since the dawn of time, and we still don't know so much about it. And so I went to college and became a personal trainer and a health educator. And I got a degree in in those areas so that I could both learn about my own body and my own um, fitness and health, but also so that I could help other people to understand and love theirs. Because I think it's so sad when people don't understand the amazing gift that they have. Ah, so what do you know about the human body that most of us don't? Um, well, <laughs> we could go into biomechanics all day long, but uh, a lot of things about the human body are that you already have everything you need to succeed. That is one of the greatest things about the body is that it heals itself. It knows it sends you messages when it needs something and it is unique to you. No one else has what you have. One of my really simple habits is portion control. And my, my method for portion control is your hand. I don't use measuring cups. I don't use measuring spoons. I don't use a a kitchen scale. I use your hand because your hand looks different than my hand. Your body needs different things than my body. And So your body knows what it needs and it sends you signals all day long. And if you learn to listen to your body, then you absolutely can live an incredibly healthy life just by following that. People call it your intuition. You can call it whatever you want, but what it is, is you understanding your unique individual body. Mm, I agree so strongly. And I want to point out for my specific listeners that can feel really scary after they've been in hypervigilance or a toxic relationship or toxic childhood, anything like that, that can really feel scary. But I I want to agree with what you're saying very consistently. Um, When I lost, I don't know, 10, 15 pounds at an earlier stage of my life, uh, people are like, oh, what are you doing? I said, I eat when I'm hungry and then I stop. Oh my God. Not emotional eating. <laughs> right? it's like, but in other situations in my life, I couldn't listen to my body because my body was screaming, something's very wrong. So then I shut it off 
for food. I shut it off for exercise. I shut it off for rest. And so uh, that can be a really relevant part of this conversation and this journey because I agree. And uh, so most of my listeners know I'm in a current uh, nutrition phase in my life and, and trying to eat more healthy. Um, so uh, tell me, please, your habits for portion control and your habits for health. I will, we'll, we'll talk about progress too, but this is, everyone knows that this is a real focus area in my own life right now. So tell me, tell me your favorite tips for that as well. You got it. I have a whole 60 day program on just this simple stuff. So every day for 60 days, we work on 10 habits, 10 physical health habits. And the way that I do this is I make sure that you have what you're working on every day all goes under one thing so that they work together. So if you're trying to improve your health, that's your one thing. That's your focus. I call it your pillar. Your one pillar would be your physical health. And so your daily steps or your daily choices, habits to get you to fortify that pillar, build that pillar, strengthen that pillar would be things that are simple and small, but they add up and they compound on each other. So each individual task is not difficult. It's not weighty. It's not heavy. When you think I need to get healthy, sometimes that's it in itself is like overwhelming. But if you instead break it down to, I'm going to drink more water and I want to work out for 20 minutes every day and I want to sleep better. So you pick three, you start with three, and then you watch how those three work together. When you exercise, you naturally want to drink more water. It's easier. When you drink more water and you exercise, you naturally get better sleep. And when you sleep better, you naturally do better in your exercise and in your water. So by harnessing the incredible power in your mind and focusing on one thing, you can do many things that all work together. As they're all under one focus, they work together and they help each other out so that it actually becomes easier instead of harder. A lot of times when like New Year's, New Year's is always the hardest time to help people with their goals because they're so like a pinball machine. I want to pay off my debt and I want to improve my marriage and I want to lose 20 pounds and I want to, you know, improve my my self-care and mental health. Awesome. Those are all spectacular things. And I always say that you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. Agree completely. And I want everyone to hear what she said. Uh, will you say that one more time, Susie? Because that's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> of course. I'll say this all day long. You can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. Agree completely. Yes. That's the beauty of habits. So we talked, I mean, you asked at the beginning, what are, what, how did I come into this habit thing? And I started with the human body because that's a huge part of progress in, in losing weight. And, and that kind of thing is your daily structure. It's what you do every single day to improve. And then, um, I kind of went through kind of, there's no kind of about it. I went through a really difficult battle with postpartum depression that I didn't know that I had. And I had created a really awesome structured program to help my clients set these healthy goals and, and combine their superpowers for their physical bodies as a personal trainer. And when I went through my battle with postpartum depression, I applied that system to my mental health. And that completely changed the way that I see the world. Um, Understanding that one focus and a few simple daily habits, starting with three, can change any part of your life. It's not just your physical health. It's not, I mean, it's anything. So I've, I've done this program probably 50 times in my life. And 
Sometimes it's physical health. Sometimes it's something specific about my physical health. Um, After I had my third baby, my spine was all twisted up and messed up. And so for 60 days, I worked on, you know, fixing fixing my posture and, and readjusting my spine and hip alignment. Sometimes it's mental health. Sometimes it's self-care. Sometimes it's finances. Sometimes it's your marriage, your faith, your parenting. What I mean, this simplified process, once you understand it and you learn how to form habits, you can succeed in every single area of your life. That's how you have it all, but not at once. You work on one thing at a time. And then you have these two incredible superpowers. I keep saying you have everything you need to succeed. Two things you have are your conscious and subconscious mind. And when you combine those two together, your progress becomes automatic. So your subconscious is all the things you don't have to think about. Blinking, breathing, body temperature temperature regulation, your balance. I mean, what, what did you think about when you sat down in your chair? Nothing, but 50 different muscle interactions happened to make that happen. And so if you can use your conscious, what you're aware of and what you're thinking about, to fill your subconscious with incredible habits, then those happen automatically. So that year that I went through postpartum depression, I say that I went from the toughest, darkest year of my life to the happiest year of my life. And the only difference was habits. And And if you do a habit for 60 days, then it goes into your subconscious, right? So absolutely. That is a huge part of the puzzle that most people are missing. There's so many 30 day challenges and 21 day whatever's and two weeks and 14 day, all of this stuff out there. That's all just in your short term. None of that is long-term change. And everybody's mind is a little bit different. So you'll read different research about 45 days or 90 days or 60 days or whatever. But once you repeat the process a couple of times, again, this is your unique body. You'll understand for me, it's about day 55. I have to go for a full 55 days before it starts to feel natural for me. I have several clients that write about 40. They're like ready to go on to the next thing. Um, but most people, it's between 40 and 60 days to get to that point where it just, you don't have to think about it anymore. It's just part of who you are. It's just part of what you do. It's part of the way you live. And then when you don't have to think about it anymore, you freed up all that mental space. Your conscious mind can only handle about 10 tasks at a time. And so once it shifts from your conscious to your subconscious, you've got all that free space up here again. So you worked on your 10 healthy habits, your portion control and your water and exercise and sleep. And now those are natural for you. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to schedule time in for those because your time is already there. It's part of your routine. And so now you've got all this space in the front and you can go on to your next top pillar. Maybe that is your mental health. Maybe it's your self-care. Maybe it's your finances. What is the next thing that is weighing heavily on your heart? And you think, you know what, this is the next thing that's going to bring me the most joy right now. This is the thing that needs my attention. Usually I I go through a a goal setting exercise with my clients and, and we formulate all of this and we figure this all out, but one of them will call to you. Maybe I just, some of the things I'm just saying right now, maybe one of these is speaking to you. Like, you know what, that's the one I need. I encourage you to choose that one, make that your one pillar focus. I always say that happiness and success are as simple as one, two, three, pick one to work on. Harness your two superpowers, your conscious and subconscious mind, and form three habits. One, two, three. And you really can succeed and have an incredible life in every aspect of your life by just forming three habits at a time, 60 days at a time. So what are some of your favorite three habits for when it's a, when you want, someone wants to work on their mental health? Are there any uh, 
three favorite habits you have for that? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So for me, the ones that I chose when I was in the throes of depression, I listened to music. That was one of my mental health habits. And people are like, "Mm, that doesn't go with mental health. For me, it absolutely did. When I listen to music, it shifts something in my mind that nothing else can touch. There's no other way to reach that part of my soul. So in the morning I would listen to, you know, calming music and help me to rise up with a good positive attitude. And then throughout the day, when I needed to get stuff done that I didn't want to do, that I had no motivation or energy to do, if I had to fold laundry, if I had to go to work, or if I had to do the things that I have to do, I've got four kids. I can't just lay in bed all day, you know? So when I needed to get stuff done, I would blast like belty girl jams that I could sing and dance to and electronica and Adele and Megan Trainor, those kind of things. And those would get me through to the next thing. You know, they could, they could give me a little bit of rise that I can't get otherwise. So one of my mental health habits was music. One of them, I knew I wanted to improve my nutrition and I knew I needed to exercise, but I didn't have the energy to do it. So I started with a multivitamin. I mean, how simple is that? That habit takes one second (laughs) and it checks off something on your list. I always talk about keeping it so simple. And when you see success, they say success breeds success. When you see something you're doing, it gives you a little bit of motivation to do another thing. You know, and motion breeds motion. Exactly. Right. Which is a lot of what you're talking about. If you start with the multivitamin, it seems like, well, that's so simple, but it's a habit of thinking about yourself, thinking about your health. Yeah. And it triggers in your mind. You did something. Good job. Check. And so now you can do one more thing. Start with something so basic and so simple. That's why so many experts say, make your bed when you get up in the morning, because it Mm -hmm. takes 30 seconds, you know, like it's an easy thing to do. And it gives you just a little bit of mojo, a little bit of juice to get you going to the next thing. So that was my second mental health habit, listening to music, taking a multivitamin. And then my third one, um, it was affirmations. I was not in a place where I loved myself and I didn't, I I was unhappy. I didn't feel like me. I felt very disconnected from who I was and who I used to be. And it felt like, oh, I want to go back to that girl, but that girl was still in here. I just had to find her. So every day I would just sit in front of a mirror and look at myself. And then I would say five sentences to myself that would kind of bring me back to who I know that I am, who I wanted to be and what I wanted in my life right now, what I wished I could feel. A lot of people think affirmations have to be what you believe, but it's what you want to believe. And so I would look in the mirror and I would say, I am beautiful. And some days I believed it. And some days it seriously would make me teary because I didn't believe it. And I wanted to believe it. So after doing this for a couple of days, you do, you really do believe it. Your mind is incredible and it harnesses, it loves patterns. And when it sees a pattern, it believes a pattern and it knows that that is truth. And if your pattern is that you are looking at yourself, saying amazing things about yourself, that's powerful. So I would say I am feeling the measure measure of my creation. Sometimes I doubt it. Like, what am I even doing? I'm a mom, but I don't want to get out of bed every day. Am I doing, am I making a difference in the world? You know, like I'm just home. I didn't have a job then. And I, I was just home with my kids. And sometimes I would feel that stay at home mom mindset of what am I really doing is, is what I'm doing matter? Does it matter? And so I would say that to myself, like I'm fulfilling one of the reasons I was sent here to this earth. You know, this is one of the reasons I was created was 
to live this life I'm living right now, to raise these babies, to keep this home and to stay in my marriage that, you know, all of these things. And so I would say those things to myself, there's a bunch that I could tell you, but we'll, we'll move on a little bit, but you know, for mental health, like I said, attached to something that is personal to you, maybe music doesn't do it for you, but what does, there's something that you love that is simple enough. You can do every day. My mom loves to exercise. She is obsessed with it. So she rides her bike when she's having a bad day, she goes on a bike ride. Maybe some people, you know, love to just be outside. Sometimes I just have to go sit in my backyard, (laughs) you know, like, and it can be simple stuff. It doesn't have to be, yes, I love to go to the beach, but I live 20 hours from a beach. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that every day when I'm having a bad minute. No, like find things that you can do every day consistently that bring you personalized happiness. Don't chase somebody else's happiness just because some millionaire told you that they love to do this. If it doesn't speak to you, it doesn't speak to you. You know, like you have to understand you and how your life is and what brings you personal happiness. And then make that a daily habit. Make that part of your regimen. Make it happen. Have you ever wished, oh, I wish I could just work with Sarah. If so, go right now to sarahkramsey.com. Check out the program section and see if the Wondrous Woman program is right for you. I help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person-proof, and design lives they're excited about living. A lot so of one of my mental health things right now is going outside because I'm not an outside person. Like I don't like going outside or care about going outside. But with the seasons change, you know, and there's a lot of research about getting sun, especially in the morning hours. So you don't, you know, hit those uh, winter blues. Winter blues, exactly. Yes. So one of my focus goals is getting outside in the mornings. And this, this morning I is like five minutes, but I said, I, my house is there's a beautiful mountain landscape that I, I, is my front yard. I, I, it's just gorgeous. We don't live in the mountains, but they're far enough away and I can see them. And there was a sunrise over the mountain. I just stop, sit, recognize in my brain, it's morning, Sarah. There's sunlight in your life, you know? I mean, some of those things. So um, very simple. It was a five-minute uh, process that I had worked on with a, um anxiety coach, uh, just like not – uh, specialized anxiety, but you know, just natural uh, anxiety and winter blues and stuff. And yes. that was one of the the big things about getting in the sunlight and the depression genes, it turns off mm-hmm. if you're hitting the sunlight in the morning versus yeah. looking at a computer screen. Exactly. The pathway, all that day. the pathway vitamin D runs is it can't be duplicated and it, it can't do two things at once. So once you are in the sun, it has a different effect on your mind and body than, than anything else can. So getting outside could be a mental health habit, Uh, meditation. Some people are nervous about meditation, but really all it is, is just sitting with yourself and breathing. For me, I meditate by counting my breath. I just count in for five seconds, out for eight seconds, in for five, out for eight. And what you wouldn't, Um, just a quick tip on your breath. If you exhale longer than you inhale, then your next inhale will be a little bit cleaner and will go to the bottom of your lungs instead of Mm -hmm. um, shallow at the top. So breathe into your nose. Anyway, so uh, meditation, affirmations, journaling, uh, sometimes a gratitude journal can really shift what you're thinking about. If you're focusing on 
Um, it seems like a lot of people who have financial struggles have a mindset of lack of, if we had this, then things would be okay. If we had that, things would be okay. But a gratitude journal helps you shift. You know, this is what I have. This is what I'm doing. This is the people that I love. This is what matters. And then that raises the level of happiness and, and control that, that sometimes it feels like life's out of control. But if you understand that you already have and do and are so much, that definitely eases that burden and helps you just see in a different way and be in a different way in just being grateful. I love it. So I have to ask, what are your favorite habits for portion control? Because you talked about your hand and I know my listeners are probably like, what does that mean? (laughs) So you want to tell people a bit about that? Sure. I have a whole workshop on this. If you guys are interested in this, I have a week long free workshop you can take with my four portion control rules, but I'll tell you what they are. The first one is palm fist thumb. So your palm is the portion size for your carbohydrates. So, you know, all of those, your breads and your pastas and people that are, are things that people are scared to eat. You can have this much of it every time you eat a meal, which is about three to four times a day, depending on your meal schedule. And then your fist is your portion size for veggies, fruit, and protein. So if you're, you know, ordering up a 16 ounce steak, you either have some giant monkey hands or you need to rein it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's just your portion for por- uh, protein. And then your thumb is your portion size for your fats. So your butter, your salad dressing, all of those kind of things should be about that. And that is how you keep a calorie balance. When people talk about counting calories, counting macros, this is so much easier than any of that, but it does all the same things. So you're getting all the boxes checked. You're doing all the things and all you need is your hand. And I'm not asking you to like pick up your food and hold it in your hand. Just, you know, it's a mental image that you can, you can see right there. Every time you eat, you always have it with you. You never have to remember to carry it. It's, it's just there. Well, I have large hands from piano. And so I'm very thankful to have such large hands in this conversation. My (laughs) husband and I were actually talking about my hands. He's, oh, you have pretty hands. It's very sweet. And I said, well, when I was in college, I could play all the boy songs on the piano because my hands were larger than like, you can see how like wide my spread is. You know, I could play like uh all the boy songs, which boy songs. Chopin, <laughs> Beethoven, they were all written by men, yes. right? So when you think about Chopin, yeah, I'm a piano yeah, player. Huge too, hand. Piano. So a lot of females would have issues like reaching, reaching, you know, so my, my large hands have served me for, in two ways. Today <laughs> on my Gratitude right there. Back in the piano days. Yes. Well, Susie B, tell people where they can find more out about you and your work. Yeah, I have a website where you can find everything about me. It's called livelifeconscious.com, live life conscious. And life conscious is the name of my book. I have a published book. It's on Amazon. You can look at live life conscious or excuse me, the book is life conscious by Susie B. It's on Amazon, or you can just get it on my website. I also have a coaching program on there, a speaking program on there. So, and my social media links are on there. Everything is in there. And uh, I can send you a link to the free portion control workshop for your listeners if you want. Awesome. We can put it in the show notes below this. So that sounds awesome. Susie B, thank you for helping us today on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. 
Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.